This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one in a few sentences. Please tell me who you are and what you do. My name's Sean Price. I'm the founder and CEO of Velez Managed Services. We are a global IT services business uh, based in the UK. Uh, we have offices in the US and in Europe, and we manage large enterprise scale IT services, particularly in data centers all around the world. Well, Sean, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Question number two, what is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry? I think we work in an industry which is quite unique and really, really is something that you don't see elsewhere, where you can be a friend, you can be a competitor, you can be a supplier, a partner, a client, all with the same individual at the same time. And it really does interest me when I'm sat across a meeting table from somebody and we go, hey, we did a deal six months ago. Today, we're competing on another deal. But hey, next week, let's remember to catch up because we are actually assisting each other on another deal down the line. So it's a really unique one where we all get to be. It, it's co-opetition as it's often referred to. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that makes it makes it uh, exciting and positive at the same time, I would imagine. 100%. Wonderful. Question number three, I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. <laughs> what chapter would you think most companies should read? Most companies should definitely read the chapter on being an empathic leader. That's something that a lot of companies now are forcing to be in much better with, with what's happened with the global pandemic. But it's something where a lot of focus needs to be driven. And if you've got the book with all the answers, that's the chapter we should be reading. I love it. And I totally agree with you. It's a great, great suggestion. Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers, what advice or insight would you give to other business leaders? Well, if it's not already in your book, I think that the uh, the best advice is really to work on that, what I refer to as work-life integration, mm-hmm. right? I don't think when you are a senior leader, a senior executive, someone at the top of a business, I don't think you can promote balance to your employees when you're not balanced yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel that trying to uh, bring balance into your life when you're running a startup or a scale-up is, is almost impossible to do so. And so... I have a four-year-old son who often comes with me into the boardroom for, for the afternoon whilst I'm getting work done. Uh, you know, he, he witnesses phone calls and Zoom calls. And so, you know, that ability to integrate both your work and your life rather than balance, my opinion is the integration is a the key there. Mm-hmm. And I think that if leaders can understand that, then employees will understand that. And I think a lot of the times employees are too afraid to request certain things like, a mental health day, for example, Mm -hmm. because they look up to the leadership team. What's the leadership team doing? They're always on. They're always going. They never stop. You don't have to be like that. Find that integration. Find that balance, if that's what you want to call it. And you'll see tremendous growth within the organization. Hmm. And it is so, so insightful what you're sharing because I can imagine, you know, Many times when I worked at organizations where you sit and you hit the nail on the head, it's you, you're you're trying to follow what the leaders are showing, and and you know if if you have a 
person that you directly report to who's working all the time and never takes breaks and is firing off emails all the time, you almost feel like you have to keep up with that or else you're going to be considered a slacker. And what you're saying here is if you model it, that they, the, the employees are more likely to trust you and, and to, to, to model that, that positive behavior as well. Am I uh, understanding you correctly? A hundred percent. And, you know, I won't say I'm not guilty of those 3 a.m. emails. Of course mm-hmm. I am, particularly when we operate on different time zones, that there needs to be an element of that. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, I sent an email um, to the whole company back in August when this was still, a, you know, the pandemic was still in full swing. And I said, we made a management decision um, that we were going to not participate in the recession that was coming. Because what we had to do was show people that positive mental attitude and that, hey, let's go get them. Mm, that's a great way to do it. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, our listeners are going to learn a lot from that as well. Question number five, what other business leader like yourself would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? I often get asked who was my mentor, who did I look up to as, as I came up through business. And you know, there was never anyone who was technically a mentor, but there's a, a chap called Andrew Scott here in the UK who to this day, I've watched him grow and sell businesses. I've watched him develop and, and, and really lead some insightful teams. And he'd be a fantastic guest. And uh, you know, he's got some real stories that can uh, put the hairs on the back of your neck go up. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I appreciate that <laughs> referral. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job. I started off very fortunate where my first job was actually working for myself. I started um, a company when I was 18 years old, and that was really my first job working for myself. And it was fantastic because it gave me the time and the ability to learn from a lot of mistakes very, very early on. One of the things that in the UK, especially we're not that good at is accepting any failures or any mistakes. You know, we're very reserved in the UK, whereas in America, it's very entrepreneurial. It's it's okay to fail and fail fast. Um And yeah, I started a company at 18 as a software services business, and I was very fortunate to run that for 10 years before exiting. So learn from a lot of mistakes, learn to manage people better, learn to manage myself and my energy. And that was my first job. Wow. And congratulations on having a success in that uh, first job, because a lot of people going out on their own, you know, as their first time running a business and stuff, you know, how much how much failure I'm assuming in the UK, it's a high percentage of, uh, of startup companies fail in their first year, just like they have here in the US. Absolutely. I think it's it's something like uh, 75% in the first three years and 50% mm-hmm. in the first five. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. high figures. But when you've got not a lot to risk, when you don't have huge responsibilities and overheads, and you know, I didn't have a house at 18, right? I didn't have the mortgage. When you're young and you've got endless bounds of energy, go after it. Mm-hmm. That's a great advice. Thank you for that. And Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find you? easiest way to find me is look me up on linkedin sean price um i try to get involved in the other socials but you know i'm a ceo of a fast-growing business and i'm busy Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's why you're on this show so this is professor (laughs) this is professor pete alexander with the winning a business in life podcast thanks for listening Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. 
Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 